0: Good evening and welcome to episode 12 of the Bonafide Moto Show. Tonight we have a special guest with us, uh, Andy Lund. He is a well-known musician and photographer based in Cape Town. So I'm going to chat to him a bit tonight and then he's going to play a few songs for us, um, which is quite fitting for a Friday evening around the campfire. Um, This is episode 12 Thank you all so much for watching and listening to the show um, for the past four weeks. It's been so much fun. And Alan and myself are really grateful for all the comments and feedback. Um, And it's just been great to see that we've been able to find a new way to entertain you and a new way to engage with you um, outside of our normal adventures that are outdoors. Um, we've got a great lineup for next week, which is week five. We have, uh, on Monday night, Matt Snayman, also known on Instagram as Great World Trek. Him and his wife, um, traveled the world years ago. Um, I've actually known Al, uh, Matt for quite a while now, but I've never really had the time or made the time to sit down and chat to him about his trip around the world. So we'll chat about that and some other things. On Wednesday night, we're keeping the theme of around the world, and we have the world's youngest person to circumnavigate the world, Henry Crew. He got back from his trip about a year ago, um, and what is cool is that he started and ended his trip at the Bike Shed in London. So really excited to have him on the show. And then on Friday night, we have a special guest, uh, Cam Elkins, who is a director and producer based in Sydney, Australia. He is very well known for his series, which is available on YouTube, called Stories of Bike. And what I personally love about Cam and the work that he does is that he focuses on the stories of the people, and not so much about the bike. Um, He does some really beautiful work. I've seen he's done some stuff with the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. And what's really cool is that he has a new TV show coming out called Crossroads, which he's in the process of filming at the moment. And hopefully that'll be out next year sometime. So without further ado, I'm now going to connect with Andy Lund. (coughs)
1: Oh, we got it! it. We, we, we hacked the system.
2: We hacked it. We reverse engineered that oh. thing.
1: Oh, fantastic!
2: I think the I'm problem. Sorry. The funny thing is, is that now it's going through on my. It's going through on my Instagram. So no, that's fun. I don't care. Well, at, le- at least we can
0: chat. I think Al. I think Al's recording it from his phone. I believe. Okay. Um, he'll, he'll send me a message now. Let me know if, if that's not the case, but <laughs> I know he's been recording the shows somehow. So hopefully we're still able to record this. If not, like I said, um, I'll phone you over the weekend and then we can chat so we can put on the podcast.
2: Yeah, man, that's great. <laughs> that's good to see your face, dude. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, now I can finally see you, man.
2: Yeah, that's great.
0: So, so Andy, we've wasted 26 minutes already this interview. And,
1: cool. um, sounds like, like said, the rest of my life. Yeah.
0: like I said earlier, actually yeah, Mona brings up a good point. We now we now have an hour um to do the show or to chat. Um yeah. which is cool. Um so um when I was like looking up about you, um so like you and I met at the House of Machines, I believe it was five years ago. Yeah. Mona and I were in Cape Town and we did a launch for Bonafide Beards at the House Machines.
2: I remember, yeah.
0: I believe you either played that night or at least I met you that night.
2: I think I was taking photographs that night.
0: Yes, yes you were, yep. Yeah. No, and I I didn't know much about you. I think Alan had told me about you, that you're a musician and you're a photographer. And I, I remember I kept like looking at your camera trying to see what photos you were taking and I'm like, okay, cool. Okay, cool. And then afterwards
2: we kept in touch. Um, That's right. That's right. I was uh, the general manager of the house machines at the time.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: For a little while.
0: And how long were you working there?
2: I was there for, uh, I think just under two years or about two years. Okay. And, um, yeah, it was great. I mean, I love those guys; their family, and I think that's how we all connected um, through through Bonafide and through House and Machines, and you know that held the whole crew. And um, I,
0: I love to like ask this question: What brought you to the house? <laughs>
2: um, I I I I came to the house um, right near the beginning when it first opened. Um, music, music. I heard that there was a new music uh, venue in Cape Town and I knew Brad um, who was involved and I knew Paul Funderspey who was involved and I, um, I, I approached them and I came up, I, I, I pitched the idea of bringing my band in to do um, a residency every Friday for a month and they kind of jumped on the idea and I just loved the place and I love the guys and I met Drew who's, uh, you know, the, the main partner there and uh, just, you know, we started up a, a, a lifelong friendship and started hanging out and uh, I'd been a photographer for, you know, my whole life and uh, they were looking for uh, someone to kind of run the place for a little while and I saw it as an opportunity to try something new, you know, so Yum. that's what I did. Yeah.
0: So, were you um, like before? Before you got there, did they have a music program, or was it sort of like your influence that sort of started that like amazing music scene there? That's that's still there at the house
2: today. Yeah. Um, no, I think they they had because um, Brad came from a place called And Union, and And Union definitely had music. So they they they'd already started with a music program. I knew that they'd kind of we messing around with how how it worked, and when I came in just to play, mm. I loved the place. I loved the idea of the place, yeah. and um, once I played there once, I, I absolutely just loved. It was just felt like home, so that's why I pitched the idea of doing like an, a residency every Friday, which I think they still do. Yeah, um, every Friday there for a month. They have the same band playing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then and then I took over as general manager and just kind of because of my connection through the scene and knowing so many musos, it was just easy for me to to kind of plug in and, and get some incredible guys to come and perform. And uh, yeah. Farrell Perkis took over uh, after me and he's exactly the same. I mean, he's connected. and So I think they've really managed to keep a great, great vibe happening there. Yeah, it's so
0: cool. Like we... Uh, um... When, whenever someone asks me like, what do you miss about the States? I always say yeah. three things. It's um, Bojangles, which is a like Southern fried chicken fast food place uh, that's in the South. That, yeah. um, number two is Amazon, like having access to Amazon, like it's ridiculous. Cool. Um, and then number three is live music. Um, yeah. Where where I lived, like the, the last place I lived before moving to the, um, to South Africa, was San Diego. And you could walk into any bar, pub, any any night, and there was always at least one person playing. And it was yeah. so amazing yeah. to just have that live music. And I think maybe sometimes I maybe like took it for granted um, because here in Johannesburg, there's not that like vibe, like it's a, it's a show, but um, there's not like always people playing at certain places and we don't really, there's definitely places here in Johannesburg with a music scene, um, but would love to see more um, it's I think it's one of the best things is to go go into a bar, go somewhere you love and hear some live tunes um, I right. think the thing
2: with the house, which I find really beautiful is that it it's transcended just being a music venue it's become a music destination yeah so the way that I see that differently is like you, there are places that have music and you'll go see a band if you like the band and you will you don't really go there unless you know who's playing or if it's a special show. Whereas yeah. the house is very much the destination is where you want to go. It's where you want to go. And the band, you know the bands are going to be great because the band's yeah. always great. There. Yeah. So you get to see new shit that you never see. Yeah. Uh, or bad that you didn't think that you'd like. And that's always, that's just, that's what I love about the place. Yeah. I've been running the, every Tuesday night, the Songwriter Showcase, which is kind of like an open mic, which I started five years ago. Wow. And every Tuesday for the last five years, I've been running that. And that's exactly the same thing. It's become like a a central hub for for uh, musicians to come and and congregate and form a community much like you guys have done and you know the house and everyone's kind of connected in that kind of way which is, has become this kind of family in the music side as well which is really really beautiful and I'm very very honored to be a part of that.
0: That's so cool and like how do you how do you find these musicians to to come to the house like how do how does that work?
2: it's literally whoever wants to play can play um so, so i guess we,
0: musicians we, uh, like sort of sorry uh like up-and-coming musicians they seek out people or places to play um places don't really seek out yeah. them so much is that the case
2: yeah i think i think with this with this evening especially on a tuesday night it's um it's it's a free fall whoever wants to play yeah. everyone gets equal opportunity you know whether you're established and like a famous musician or if you it's your first ever gig everyone gets the same two songs even platform um wow. and i hype up the, the crowd so everyone gets the same round of applause so, so it, cool. it's even playing field you know so yeah. it really is just it's it becomes about the songs and about the music more than, you know, I'm gonna s- kind of swing my ass and try and get the, the crowd with me. It's really about the music and forming a community just to support that and people who love music, not necessarily not necessarily just musicians, but music yeah. lovers.
0: I think um, I think for me that that's 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 what stands out to me the most is that I, I love music. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I don't, I have a couple like go-to playlists, but I really try to like explore on Spotify and I just love music and whatever someone's putting out, I I try to just kind of get behind it and, and watch that person and, and to see what they love and what those talents are that they have because every musician is different. Um, and it's so yeah. cool to see what excites them and what they choose to put out um, to people. Yeah.
2: That's the beauty of music, really.
0: And yeah, it's great.
2: It <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. I think, I think the friendships that I've formed and, um, and the incredible artists that I see there every single Tuesday, it's, it's been the maybe the biggest thing that I miss during this lockdown is um, being connected to that. Because it means every Tuesday night there's – it's this magic that happens in that room with every Tuesday there's a different set of people or different ingredients, so it feels like a different spell that gets cast every Tuesday. And um, and the and the connections that we've all made through that is it's undeniable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the same as if you guys, you know, I'm sure are feeling it, not being able to ride with your crew and – your connection your family that you guys oh. I mean I saw that you just came back from an epic trip it was um, during the conversation yeah yeah I,
0: I, I lucked out to get that trip in just in time um, I came back about a month before lockdown uh, about a little over a month um, yeah I'm glad I got that in you know we were we were planning a trip <laughs> Uh, back there in November, um, you know, that's why I went there. It was a recce to figure out the place and so that we could take people back there in November. We were gonna do two tours there, um, that's on hold. Uh, we'll, we'll focus our attention there next year. I think international travel is too big of a question mark at the moment. So we'll stick yeah. to focusing here in South Africa, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a lot to explore.
2: There's a lot, there's a lot.
0: Yeah, and and what I what I find so amazing about the house is 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 the size of it that you you feel it it's, it's not a big place. So when you walk in and there's a live band playing, you feel that music from around the corner. From yeah. once you turn on Short Market Street, um, from Brie, you can hear it. I'm sure you can feel it. And yeah. within those within those walls of 100 square meters. Um, it must be amazing to hear some of these local artists um
2: every Tuesday. It's yeah. yeah. it's amazing. It's it's, a, it's really something really special, though. it's really special. Oh. And Andy, how where how long
0: have you so let's let's so you're you're known as a musician and a photographer. So yeah. let's focus on your music background for now. Um, okay. how long have you been a musician?
2: I have been playing live. I, I, I first played live in my first ever band when I was 15. okay, um, And that was like live in a gigging circuit in in bars and stuff. The rest of the guys in the band were all like 23, 24.
0: Okay. I was still, you know, You're the young one.
2: I was <laughs> young one. I was still in school. I was like, it was crazy. Um, <laughs> so did your mom and dad like drop you off at the show? No, my mom and dad, uh, were really supportive and and um, they kind of let the band guys pick me up and take me off and bring me back at three o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, I had to get permission from my school to to be able to go to these bars to be seen out in these nightclubs and bars. But I was playing music, you know.
3: Yeah.
2: And back then, I, I I same as today. I I, I didn't drink, and um, so it wasn't like I was out there getting getting pissed or doing yeah. drugs.
0: Well that's cool. So then you're sorta of able to say like listen, I'm I'm trying to work on my talents. I'm
2: yeah, not going You come watch
0: 50.
2: I could I could show them that I was just doing it. So I started when I was fifteen and and just started plugging into the circuit here in Cape Town. And I traveled for many years and I played overseas in the UK and played with a bunch of other people and started bands and and then I came back um, settled back in Cape Town, and I play. I played. I played in many bands continuously, you know, since then, since my very early twenties. Wow. And I'm 44 now, so a long ass time.
0: Wow! Yeah. Um, and and you you mentioned you traveled quite a lot. Um, yeah. What what countries did you go on the th- throughout the years?
2: Well, throughout the years. I, Pretty much every continent um, I've touched on, Um, states, uh, Central America, a little bit of South America, Australia, the East, India, um, Japan, Europe, some parts of Africa.
0: And I heard you played a few shows in Mexico.
2: Yeah. You, yeah i was uh um, what
0: those shows were like
2: dude i was uh i was 18 t- turning 19 on my own traveling through mexico <clears throat> i had this idea of going to surf in mexico and just hang out and i'd seen all these you know as you you read and oh. see movies in mexico so I had this vision of mexico and i was obsessed with like Kerouac and shit like that. So I was like, "Fuck!" That. I'm just gonna travel and do that thing. And so I I uh, headed out to Mexico on my own, and it was in the 90s, and it was pretty gnarly. I still I think it's still pretty much very much the same still, but it, in the 90s it was it was pretty rough and just I got ripped off and had some pretty scary situations. But I ended up in this little town. <clears throat> little surf town called Puerto Escondido. Um, and I was staying in this little little shack close to the beach and it was really cheap. And uh, the surf was incredible and made incredible people. And, you know, there was an Australian girl and, you know, stuff. So- Part of the story? <laughs> every night we'd, um, we'd head out, whole crew of us would head out down to the main strip and there was one one bar where they played live music. And it was a rock and roll band. And these dudes were straight out of the 80s with the hair, the spandex, like the crazy guitars. And they were shredding like Motley Crue and Ozzy Osbourne and Guns N' Roses. And back then, um, I had like long ass hair down, down, down my back. <clears throat> and um, the one night, every night I'd go there and then the one night I, I spoke to the bassist who was the vocalist and I said, you hey, like I sing, you know, like and I play. Yeah. He's like, hey, you should come do a song with us. So I was like, yeah, I'd love to. So I got up and I did uh, uh, break on through the doors, man. And we flipping ripped in, in the band and I was going crazy. I was jumping on tables. And these guys were like, fuck yeah, this dude can sing for the band. So the next night they were like, here's a list of songs. Just any song you want to sing, you can sing. Yeah. By the by, the third, fourth night, I was doing, like, two-hour sets with these <laughs> guys. They give me free beer. And they give me free food. So it became, like, my payment. So I yeah. didn't have to worry about food and beer for the time that I was staying there. And, man, it was crazy, 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 crazy times. That was me in Mexico playing with a rock and roll cover band.
0: And, and um, did you ever, like, say, like, to yourself, like, years later, like, I really want to go back to Mexico and play with those guys. Or was it just like, no,
2: just leave it. <laughs> Dude, Mexico is the one – I was I was saying to someone just the other day, Mexico is the, the, the one country in the world that I would go back to in a heartbeat. It's like so viciously passionate. Like people are so passionate. And there's this beautiful dichotomy of – um incredibly uh, religious and reserved people but then at the same time they're like super sexual and passionate and and the guys are really like macho and like quite hardcore but if you get to know them they'd do anything for you they'd take their shirt off their back and give it to you literally and that's how it is it's like the most important place. That's cool, Uh,
0: I went to, I I was actually trying to think, you said Puerto Escondido. I was in uh, Mexico like seven years ago. Uh, We did a motorcycle trip there called the El Diablo run and we went from like San Diego um, to like the Eastern side of Mexico and then over to the Western side of it, Puerto Escondido sounds familiar, but may not be, but um, it was a special place. And and like, I lived in San Diego for a year and I wanted to take more advantage of being so close to Mexico, but I only went down there that one time. So it's a place that um, I don't know much about, but I've heard a lot of good things. Um, And there's one of our friends, Ana She she's on the show now, she's from Mexico. She's a good friend of ours who's been here in South Africa for about two years now. And um, she's joined us on a lot of trips. So um, she's our, our, our token Mexican for uh, all of our trips. Um, but she's a amazing person. And, and uh, it's nice to talk like Mexican food with her though because I miss yeah, that food sure. so much. And um, yeah. there's not many places around here where you can find like truly good and authentic um, Mexican food hola
2: (laughs) (laughs) dude i that that bar that bar um so one night i was there and we were we'd finished up the gig and we were all sitting around drinking and um some dude uh and his girlfriend got into a fight and he hit he hit her and i stood up and i just fucking i was i mean i'd had a few beers but i was I, i just like grabbed the dude and I threw him against the wall. Next thing I knew, I had like a bunch of other dudes on top of me, like fucking, and it was just this massive bar, bar fight. The band guys were trying to like help me and it was crazy. The cops came and they threw us all in jail. So oh. it's, it's night in Mexican jail. <laughs> How was that? that? Was it okay? It was crazy. Well, the one thing that was really funny is I had nipple rings. I'd pierce nipple. <laughs> and, and the dude in the fight managed to grab my t shirt and pull my t he didn't know, but he grabbed the t shirt and he managed to grip the nipple ring and he ripped it out. Oh. <laughs> so that happened and then we ended up in this jail cell and and the dude the, the other dude was in the cell with me. I just kinda sat in the corner, just didn't make eye contact, just like uh, awkward. Oh, that's what you do when you're 19 on the other side of the world.
0: Yeah, that's what you get.
1: <laughs> gotcha.
0: And um, so you you traveled for over it sounds like over 20 years, um, being in various bands. Like, what was sort of what? How many different bands were you in through the years?
2: Um, I, yeah, I've been in I've been probably about five, five, six, seven kind of established bands that have done things. I think I've released seven or eight albums, um, in total, um, through throughout all the, all the, all the different outfits, solo, earlier bands, Roswell Kings was one of the bands. I had a band called Low. Um, and now with my solo stuff and, um, with my, with my good friend, Emma in Oh Mercy. And I've got another band called Echo Beach. So lots, lots of different bands, but, um, I've tr- only traveled solo, um, done some solo touring and with Emma in Oh Mercy. We, d- we did a, a, a States tour two years ago, which was phenomenal. Okay. Yeah.
0: And what's um, like with, with the different bands that you had, what um, was there like, to me, like it just seems like there's like, diff- like it's like you're on different teams. So you've had like five or six different teams through the years. Like what's, what about those um, bands like meant so much to you? Like, were they all different? Um, And was there like a certain band that like really stood out to you as like a highlight
2: of your like music career? Um, You know what, it's, it, they are all different and it's, and it's, it's all to do with, the relationships and the family that you form within those those bonds that you form within the band, you know? Yeah. So you, who, like, I've been in bands where... I'm always close with the people I'm in bands with, but I, I've been in bands where I clash heavily with uh, someone else in the band, just artistically or just something about it. Whenever we get into a room, we, we, we clash, but we'd make amazing music, and it would always be cool. Um, yeah. But... It's the kind of thing where, you know, when something special comes along, like Em and I have got a, a an incredible bond um, as friends. And uh, so that's why our oh, Mercy is so comfortable and beautiful, you know, for me. Um, just because you, 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 you start, a band and sometimes you don't know the people that you're starting band with and you form this intense bond by making music and creating together. There's this Mm -hmm. uh, deeper kind of weaving of the friendship that that goes and either that works or it just doesn't work, you know.
0: Um,
2: You spend a lot of
0: time with those people as well.
2: Yeah, you do, man, you do. And like um, I had a band, Andy Lunn and the Mission Men and my friend Adam, you know, as well. Um, Adam Hill, he's now in with me. And oh, Adam's some
0: for us. Okay.
2: Yeah, he's okay. phenomenal. He's phenomenal. Yeah. And Emma and I is, as well. We're very, very uh connected and, and kind of <clears throat> uh like uh mm. sympathetic in the music and because our friendship and uh and bond is so deep that when it comes to the music, there's just an, an ease. And this is the same with uh, with Emma. Yeah. Wow. And um
0: like what um, through the years, like, have you always had like sort of one voice or one, um, like s- specific focus through the years with, with the bands or like, have they changed with like the seasons and with who you are as an individual?
2: They've always changed. I mean, I've always been a songwriter. I've always been the songwriter in the band other than Oh Mercy, um, Emma and I share, but, um, Yeah, the bands, uh, like I was in a band called Roswell Kings, as I said, and Roswell Kings changed as my writing changed and as I changed and got older and saw saw myself. Um, And that's why I also do a lot of different projects, like Solo, Oh Mercy's More Country, um, Echo Beach is kind of heavy, kind of dreamy, psychedelic-y kind of stuff, because I love music so much and – I, co- I could never see myself just writing one style of music forever. Um, so when I write things, I'm like, okay, well, that sounds like a solo song or that feels like an Echo Beach song. So yeah. <clears throat> it's always kind of catering to whatever muse captures me, you know? And yeah. that's what I love about music is it doesn't need to be anything other than what it is, yeah. you know? <clears throat> it's difficult when you're trying to – just be the country dude and all you want to do is write country stuff. And if you, if that's who you are and that's all you write, that's amazing. Spectacular. Right. But I've always written strangely different stuff. So I'll often bring songs to a rehearsal, say with Emma and I'll play her the song. And she's like, you know what? That sounds more like an Andy Lund song than it does an, an O oh Mercy song. And I'll be like, cool. I respect the Yeah. The vibe.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, um, um I feel like um if if you want to say that someone wants to be a country artist their whole life they're they're they 're in one box but um i don't I feel like a lot of people they evolve and they change through the years and yeah. they encounter problems, hardships, they go through great things and they want to write music about it and so that may evolve and change from country and yeah. why just be in one box of country um and why not try something else and what, 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 what fits with you well. Absolutely. And I love this question down yeah. here from Alan. Yeah. So can I play in your next band? So I, I need to tell you a story. So I've well, can,
2: can you Tell me a story. Let me, let's pause your story because actually I asked Alan to be in my band already. So he's, uh, He's just got
1: down to K Town, man.
2: Uh, he's just teasing you now. I think.
1: <laughs> Throwing in some comments.
2: Good little tease.
0: What were you, you know, gonna say? So I've known Al now for about five, five years, six maybe, five and a half, whatever. And I knew him as Al. My wife introduced me to him. That he had played in a band, Zebra and Giraffe. Me being from the states, I'd never heard of him before. Um, but to me, he was Al. Um, He's a buddy of mine that rides motorcycles. That's all he was to me, you know. Um, But to everyone who ever met him, it was like, oh, that's Al from Zebra and Giraffe. And he invited me to, I think, a couple shows um, in Johannesburg that I could have attended. I think one I I missed um, that I could not make it to. And then one that he was like, listen, man, we are playing, but I wouldn't recommend you coming. And it was at... um, Oh no, it's called, it starts with an R. It's in like the East yes. brand or something. Maybe he's gonna comment, but he was like, dude, it's, it's like a dive, it's not your vibe. So I didn't go see him play. And then they broke up. So for two years, those guys didn't play. And then yeah. they got, to, they reunited for the cure. And I, 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 yeah. I, waited, I waited for those tickets to go live. And I was the first person clicking rumors. It was rumors. Um, I was the first one to pay for those tickets. I was so excited. And I watched Alan, Greg, and Steph play. I'd known those guys as Alan, Steph, and Greg. And I got to watch three fucking rock stars. You like, didn't know your homie was a rock star. Dude, I had no clue. I sat I yeah. sat up there in the front of that stage just watching them and I was gobsmacked. I was like, no, dude, that's dude. my best friend and he's a rock yeah.
2: star yeah you didn't was, know oh, no you didn't know no, no. and the way he shakes his butt on stage oh my god <laughs> it's amazing it was amazing
0: yeah,
2: yeah i saw them i saw them in cape town and yeah. I, I i had tears man that that's zebra and giraffe show in cape town was <clears throat> opening for the cure it was one of the finest shows i've i've ever seen it was spectacular mm. No, I, there's a comment here from uh from my friend plumstead bridge that's um, that's where we used to rehearse under the okay. bridge when i was uh, like 14 15 yeah oh cool
0: cool yeah that must have sounded amazing under a bridge was
2: yeah it like a small in, in or an or old like
0: scout a...
1: hall what's
2: that yeah. in an old scout hall
0: oh cool yeah <laughs> that's awesome and uh um, and, um, Andy, one thing that I, so l- like I mentioned, I, I did some research, not research. I saw a thing on Facebook the other day about research, that research is like heavily looking into someone. So I checked up on you and I found some old interviews and what I found, it was an interview from 2012. And yeah. what I found so amazing from that interview was that it was the same Andy Lunn. He was a bit heavier, but he looked the exact same. It was the denim jeans rolled up with the boots and that big cap and a denim jacket. It was the same you that I met five years ago. It was yeah. so crazy.
2: I just been doing me, man. Yeah, and it, like same thing. Is it I, have, I have one look. I have one yeah. look and that's it. And either people dig it or they just don't give a damn.
0: Yeah. And then what's, um, like I'm a big cap guy. Um, I can't wear the big caps, it's it's not my style, Um, but there's a company called Gorin Brothers, uh, based in Brooklyn, and they make some amazing caps. So what is your favorite cap that you wear in terms of like the wide brim caps? I've seen you wear driver caps before as well, which I'm a big fan of.
2: I, so here's the thing, exclusive. I have just started my own hat company. And it's called, it's called Brother Hat Company. Okay. And I am making um, eight piece uh, Baker Boy flat caps. So like Peaky Blinders styles hats. Nice. Oh yeah. I I rock those a lot. And um, so for many years I've wanted to actually to, to, to do this company. And uh, I couldn't find the right pattern and I couldn't find the right person to help me with it. And I met this old, yeah, that's right, Brother Hat Company. Um, I met this uh, this old gentleman here in Cape Town and uh, I saw that he made caps and uh, I went to speak to him. Turns out that he grew up in District 6 and um, he still lives in District 6, one of the houses that weren't torn down. And um, he grew up from a little kid in that area and his dad was the tailor and hat maker in District 6. And he's inherited all of his dad's machines and all of his dad's patent. So we went through all the patents and I found the original flat cap from that time, from the 20s and 30s in Cape Town. And we we're making those, that's the brother hat. Um, yeah, and so that... I was meant to launch that now just as lockdown hit. So um, that's going to be coming. Um, Um, I I would like to
0: support you. Um, Brother, you've got it. There's a cap I've got. Mona calls it the cap. Um, I think it's a Goran Brothers flat cap that I've had now for eight, nine years now.
1: I've Um, seen you in there.
0: It's nice. It's it's money. I I don't wear it as much anymore because... um, it's but it's like, it stinks. Um, so I, do need, I do need to find a way to like clean it properly. Cause it's wool. Um, I used to wear that thing in summertime, but it, it was the best cap. So if you're coming out with a driver cap,
2: I would love to support. It's um, done, man. It's done. I, I, so I, cute. I've made the first 20. Um, so it's kind of cool. I've, I'm going to be doing them in different, in different uh, ranges. So the cool. first 20 are done. Um, and then, um, once this range is finished, uh, I'm going to, I, I was in Japan a couple of years back and I bought, um, men's kimono suiting material. So it's men's tweed, but they use for yeah. kimonos. So it's not printed or kind of Japanese pattern, yeah. actual tweed that they use for men's kimonos. Wow. So I bought that material and I'm going to do a limited edition Japanese uh, tweed run. <laughs> and then then after that, uh, I was in the UK in November and I bought um, uh, six meters of Harris tweed, which is super Amazing. top um, and yeah. the, the most pristine tweed that you can get. And so yeah, I bought awesome. a bunch of that and I'm going to do a limited edition Harris tweed, brother Harris yeah. tweed.
0: Wow, and do you yeah. are you gonna like repurpose any of those um, like fabric for like a pocket square with your with your denim jacket?
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, we we I'm I'm kind of coming up with all of these ideas. It's one step at a time. I want to get yeah. the hat perfect, the lining perfect. I want to kind of mm. get all the get the hat part right, and then after that, we'll because oh, I always rock a bandana as well. So I want to do bandanas.
0: Yeah, you wear one in your back perfect. left pocket. You wear one in your back left pocket. Is that correct?
2: I do. I do.
0: Dude, I haven't seen you in a long time, but I pay attention.
2: Agree, <laughs> man. I like it. Um, I like it. And um, Andy,
0: so you've got a um, you've got a new album coming out. Is that correct?
2: That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I've got a new solo album coming out. Um, it's uh, I'm recording it with uh, my friend Robin Ald, who's also an incredible. Incredible singer songwriter, um, Robin's actually producing it, um, and uh, yeah, it's I'm very very excited. It's it's called the Year of the Knife, yes. And um, yeah, it's finished. It's essentially finished. I've got one last song to um, to mix, and then it's done. So it'll be out in the next few months, hopefully. And I'm looking oh. to, to it'll obviously be on online and and uh hopefully in vinyl as well cool
0: and tell me about um, because i shared the igtv video just before the show it, yeah. it said like mountain
2: sessions is mountain sessions yeah tell,
0: tell me about that what, why why that name
2: those dudes well the, that's a that's a crew of guys that actually make videos and they they record incredible musicians oh, um so cool no, they're, they're amazing amazing guys Super talented, two, two, two cats, friends of mine. And so everyone needs to check out the Mountainside Sessions. We, I actually, um, they were filming when I was shooting at the Ben Harper co- concert um, and they got an incredible video backstage of Ben Harper rehearsing with the choir and everyone needs to see that video. They're, they're spectacularly talented videographers and music- and musicians as well. So shout out to Josh and Jonah. Not inside um,
0: and Andy, like for me, watching shows i i don't like going to big shows, I like yeah. going to smaller shows, so as you as a musician, um what is your favorite type of show to play to? like you go into a place and you walk out of it, and you 're like, that was the best show of my life, like what makes that element of it? is it the crowd is it a big crowd, small crowd like What's the sort of perfect show for you
2: I think uh for me um it depends on what I'm doing if it's um something like gentle and and solo or mm. oh mercy I really love um quiet seated uh shows um yeah. where people are focused on the music. They're not there to have a good time or not there to party and stuff. Right. That, those types of shows I really love. So like theatres or any kind of dinner show kind of set up where people are actually there. There's a place in New York City a play called Rockwood Music Hall. And that for me is my favourite, favourite venue. So that that kind of show for me is spectacular. But if it's kind of big rock and roll thing, I really love club shows where right. the people are right there on you and it's you're all in it I've, together. I've, I've, I've yeah. seen photos
0: of you on the bar.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I get up on the bar. Was I wearing pants? Yes,
0: you were. Yes.
2: Okay, good. Good, 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 good. good. Yeah, you're good, good.
0: Yeah, I think it was a picture from Tom years ago. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, you either on a table or on the bar. I believe yeah. it was the bar.
2: It's um, probably the bar. Probably yeah, you're the yeah. There's been times.
0: Yeah. It looked like a good Friday night. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Good Friday night. Good Friday night.
0: So, Andy, I know you've got a couple songs to play. Yeah, um, I think what I'd like to do now is like let you get into the music. Um, yeah. I think you wanted to pay, play three songs.
2: Yeah, I'll maybe play two. Cool. Yeah. Cool.
1: So
0: I think you play some music, and um, and then we'll catch up afterwards, and then we'll end the show. <laughs> and in, in case I forget. After the show, once you've clicked end the video, please share it to your stories because we need to record it from okay. your live feed. So please just make sure you don't delete the video.
3: No and problem. Sweet.
0: Yeah. Then we can have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Good
2: cool. Hey, I'm sorry that it's, uh, it was a bit weird up in the front, but I'm here and Good I'm glad I'm right here. Before I play the, sh- play the songs, I want to see Mona. She can't oh, just yeah. be hiding in the background.
0: I'll turn the light on. There she
2: yeah, is. there she is. Hi.
1: Hey. <laughs> <Lovely> Hi. girl. <laughs> How are you? Good. Good. I've been listening in the in the background. I've been sitting close to the fire, keeping warm, but good ears peeled.
2: Love it. Nice to see you guys.
1: Glad to, to see you.
2: Okay. Cool. Okay, guys. Do you really want me turn to turn the fire on? Good. Okay. I uh, I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do an Oh Mercy song if Emma doesn't mind me doing her parts as well. Um, it's a song that we wrote um, about um, staying positive in adversity and uh, staying just kind of face to the sunlight and not giving a damn. It's called I Want It Loud. Mm-hmm.
1: Man, you don't want no sober righteous man. You don't want no one to bow and kiss your hand. No, you don't want no sober righteous man.
2: I want it
1: loud, loud oh, and I want it loud. Oh, I want to feel in my soul, oh, you don't want no soul righteous man. I don't want no life that isn't great. I don't want a life that isn't great. When I'm lying on my On the darkest days, I want it loud, oh, and I want it wild. I want to go to rock and roll. I want to feel it in my soul. Oh, I don't want a life that isn't free. I don't want no flowers on my grave. I don't want no hymns sung in my name. Live life that is your own. Don't let the bastards get you down. I don't want no flowers on my grave. I want it loud. I want it loud. I want to rock and roll. I want to feel it in my soul. Oh, I, don't no I don't want no flowers. I don't want no flowers. I don't want no flowers. Oh, my grave.
2: Thanks so much. So uh, I'm just going to tune for the next song. Shouldn't be doing on a live stream is tuning. Should, should have lots of guitars ready for
3: you. But it's okay.
2: Okay, so this is a song. This is a cover that I've been playing a lot around the house. I just felt like doing it tonight. It's one of my favorite uh, songwriters, a guy by the name of A.A. Um, Bondi. <clears throat> and this is a song called Black Rain. You can look at the fire while you?
1: I'm doing my best. Black rain, black rain, don't fall on when I lay my head down to rest. And love, it don't die, it just goes from girl to girl, town to town, rose to rose, all around the world. Like a ghost upon the breeze in the land, fill (laughs) the Black rain, Don't catch me low Weight of the sins of the sun Black rain, black rain Don't, where can I go When there's nowhere to run And love, it don't die It just goes from girl to girl Town to town and rose to rose, all around the world, like a ghost upon the breeze in a land filled with cheese.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks, guys.
0: Awesome, Andrew. (laughs) We tried to uh, we tried to show you uh, us clapping, but um, a bit too dark.
2: (laughs) Thanks, guys.
1: That was beautiful, guy.
2: It's thank you. Thanks, thanks so much. Thanks for the great chat. It's lovely to see your faces. It's lovely to read all the messages. Um, Yeah, Peter. There was, a, there was a question I wanted to answer. My friend, Peter, who told me, who uh, mentioned about the Plumstead Bridge, he asked me, top five gigs I've ever seen. Um, I'd have to say, uh, Mastodon Live. Um, I'd have to say, um, uh, Pride and Pantera. Pride and Glory, like a bunch, there's just like so many, so many. Now mm-hmm. with that, I wanted to just acknowledge who you can say hi, but.
0: Um, uh, I also had someone send me a message um, that had a question for you. And the question was, um, um, tell us about your uh, performance at the vinyl booth at uh, Jack White's studio.
2: Yeah. Um, so, The um, it's it it uh, in in Nashville. There's Third Man Records. Jack White's got his little um, his his not very little studio set up, and there's a there's one of these 1918 or 1920s vinyl booths where you walk in, you pay your money, they give you a token, you plug in and it's, you see the acetate kind of dropping and the needle starting, and you see a red light go on and starts cutting the disc as you sing or perform. Mm. So um, myself and Emma uh, decided to do that. We were on tour, and we played in Nashville at a place called Bas- The Basement East. We had an incredible, incredible show. maybe the one of the best shows we've ever done at this Nashville uh, venue. And the next day, we went to... Third Man Records, we decided we were going to cut this little kind of vinyl at, at Third Man Records. When we got there, the booth is so small that the two of us could barely get in there. And um, so I couldn't bring the guitar. So we quickly went outside to the car park and um, we figured out how to do an acapella version of the song, almost like a, a stomp clap version you Know take me down that kind of thing, and so mm. that's what we did. We went in there and we did an a cappella version of our song, uh, straight to vinyl at Third Man Records. Wow, which is crazy! And, um,
0: can, so and, and that's actually another question that I've seen a few times now: can we where can we find that song online, and where can people find your
2: music um, in general? Okay, so, um, uh, I so if you want to find that song, we haven't released it. We're still going to put that out sometime soon. Um, yeah. But if you want to find any of O oh Mercy stuff, you can find us uh, on all the, all the major plat- streaming platforms as O oh Mercy music, or you can find our website, OhMercyMusic.com. Um, and then for myself, for my solo stuff. Um, it's just Andy Lund. If you search Andy Lund on any of the streaming platforms, um, You'll see my from cool,
0: and um, for those that wanna look up other stuff from handy, um you can also find an interview from him with Rolling Stone, South Africa from two thousand and twelve um yeah that's how I got some of my ammo tonight um it was actually nice. really nice to find something like that, um yeah to hear your stories and um you know like see how far you've come since then. And um, it was really cool, eight years
2: ago. And yeah, still the same Andy I know. So cool. Exactly. Uh-huh. Thanks, and em- There's Emma's online. Hey, Em. Oh, hey, Emma.
0: I've actually got to see we love you. you guys play a few times now.
2: Yeah, you oh, have. I think you guys have to take up to, And we played at the shop, at your yeah. shop. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we played in the backyard. It was freezing. It was freezing, it was it was cold guys, as hell.
0: Yeah, you guys played for, was it the launch of the Bubble Run film?
2: Yes, yes, that was wow. it, that was it. Wow, okay. Yeah, we had a great night. It was so lovely to, to be there in your space there.
0: Nice memory that, yeah, that yeah. was a good place. I was so stoked that night. We were launching a film and uh, we had live music. I mean, what more can you ask for in the evening? So cool, so cool. Uh, So Andy, I think that's all for tonight. Um, Yeah, man. Andy, I'm so glad that we were able to sort out the technical difficulties and to come onto your channel. Um, Everyone who joined us from our side, thank you so much for hopping over and um, sparing another 20, 30 minutes for the night to to get Andy a bit. Um, So next week, like I mentioned, we've got another full week through the lockdown. Uh, Monday night, we have Matt Snaman, also known as Great World Trek. He's our doctor on all of our trips. And him and his wife did a round-the-world trip years back. Um, on Wednesday night, we have Henry Crew, who is the world's youngest person to go around the world. He's based in the UK, so he's going to join us for an evening. On Friday night, we have Cam. I can't remember Cam's last name to save my life Hello. at the moment. Um 12. No, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but um, he is a, a producer and director based in Sydney, Australia. He's got a great YouTube channel called uh, Stories of Bike, where he focuses on the people and not the bike so much. The bike's just a me- means of transportation, so that's really cool, and he's also got a new TV show coming out called Crossroads, either later this year or next year, um, so another full week. And then Alan and I need to figure out what we're gonna do after this like phase four of lockdown. It sounds like people are still gonna be at home. Um, so we may look at continuing on
2: three yeah. days a week. Um, it's been a lot of from fun. My side, from my side, I wanted to just firstly say a big thank you to everyone who logged on through my account. I kind of threw this on you guys. I was meant to be on the Bonafide Motorco account. Um, I was technical uh, issues and so, Came across here to my Instagram live, Um, so please do follow these guys. They're flipping amazing, and their family and are truly, truly amazing people. Um, You can find any of my stuff, as I said, on Spotify or any of that stuff. If you're watching this in the uh, podcast or later than than live, you can find me at Andy Lund on Instagram, where most of my marketing and stuff will go up. Um, But from my side, I wanted to say a big thank you to you guys you, Joe, Al, um, Mona, I love you guys. You guys are – I want to be able to say that this community is incredible and it's built on the love that you guys have and um, the inspiration that you bring. We've got 20 seconds left. Cool. Go! Don't forget to share.
0: Don't forget to share the video. I love you. Love. Love, love, love. Cheers. Good night. Bye, Indy. Just yes, dude.